As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, two, one, zero. Hello. Welcome to... Episode 173. Everything about your student loans. Hey, Money Clan, a very warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Walsh. All right, Kate. So today we're doing a deep dive into student loans, and we're going to be chatting about all the different kinds of student loans and like when you should look at refinancing, all that kind of wonderful stuff. Yes, student loans are near and not so dear to my heart. <laughs> well, I mean, you literally just finished paying off your student loan. And, you know, like there are a lot of options available to people and a huge amount of different plans. And very often, if you get stuff under control, you'll be way better off than if you just don't do anything. And there's a couple of professions that really can benefit from this. Yeah, for sure. And it's all stuff today, Dan, that I wish me 10 years ago would have known about. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, so before we dive right in, if you guys haven't, we would love if you joined our debt destruction course. So our debt destruction course, Katie and I are putting together a course all about debt. And regardless of what type of debt you have, this will be super, super beneficial to you. We're actually giving away five slots to people that tell us their debt story. And yeah, we would love if you guys were to apply. Head on over to chainofwealth.com slash debt course. All right, Kate, you ready to dive right in? Yep. Fantastic. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, Kate. So student loans and, you know, like there's different levels when it comes to student loans and there's subsidized, unsubsidized, there's private, there's public, there's PSLR, there's income driven repayment plans. So like, what is going on? Yeah, I know. And every time I ever heard the phrase student loan or go to the financial aid building in college, it was just I would instantly get tired. It's so overwhelming. Yeah, 100%. So today, like, I'd like to just chat a little bit about just general student loans and, 
you know, everything that people should really understand when it comes to student loans and there's how people that can take advantage of it. So first off, let's chat about subsidized versus unsubsidized loans. What is your knowledge about it? I don't have any. You're looking at me very blank. I don't have any. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. When you're in college, it depends on whether you're doing an undergraduate or a postgraduate degree. So if you're doing an undergraduate degree and you take out a normal student loan from like Department of Education or whoever it is, typically your loans will be subsidized. What that means is that the government will pay the interest on your loan while you are in school and until you've graduated. So what that means is when you're doing your undergrad, you're essentially got money for free and you will then start paying this money back once you graduate and hopefully start earning more money. Now, if you go to graduate school, graduate school loans are not subsidized. So they are unsubsidized loans, which means while you are in college studying your postgraduate diploma, you are paying interest on those loans. Now, whether you're actually physically paying it, you're probably not. You're probably, you know, like just racking up all this debt, but you are being charged interest and you will be liable for that interest on those loans. Oh, yeah, so typically if you're doing like a master's or something, you're going to be paying interest on that. I will be completely honest with you because I know I had a lot of both subsidized and unsubsidized loans. I never actually understood what either one of them meant. Yeah, so that, that is the clear distinction between the two. So yeah, like definitely studying postgraduates, well, postgraduate study is great and it can increase your income, but just bear in mind that you are going to be paying interest on those loans from day one while you are still in college. So that's essentially the distinction between those two. Now, let's chat a little bit about the difference between public versus private loans. So, Kate, do you know anything about the two? Only a little bit. Okay. So I know that private loans are through a bank of your choice and they run your credit score and your credit score I would imagine probably dictates your interest rate. Yeah, right on point. So yeah, like a private loan is typically with a bank or other financial institution and they will pull your credit to give it to you. And there's, you know, you need to meet all sorts of eligibility. And if you can't afford it, you may want to get a cosigner, a whole bunch of stuff. So kind of like buying a car. Yeah, it's exactly like buying a car because you're dealing with a private company in this instance. Now, the thing is, when you are getting that kind of loan, there is a lot more restriction on you in terms of your ability to like qualify for programs such as public service loan forgiveness. Or PSLR. Yeah. So public service loan forgiveness. Now, this is actually a really great thing, but the problem is, is that it's so misunderstood. I don't know if you've read any recent articles about PSLF, but the article that I recently read was basically saying that in the first year that people were eligible for it, less than 1% of those who should have been eligible for it actually ended up getting it. So hold on. Can you back up for a minute? Yep. Well, like, because I talk to a lot of people who are doing the public service loan forgiveness as teachers. Right. And they're basically gun-ho for it because what it says is that you pay a certain amount for a 10-year period and then the rest of your loan is forgiven. Right. Correct? Yeah. But it is, in my opinion, very finicky and very gambly-like, if gambly is a word. No, like, 
I disagree with that. So I don't think it's gambly. But here's the thing, and most people get this wrong, which is why you it see less gambly. than 1%. No, it's not gambly at all. Less than 1% of people actually get it. The reason that it's like only less than 1% of people get it is because they don't understand how to do it. And it's like anything. When you do something, you need to understand exactly what goes into it to actually qualify for, such, for, for some kind of a program. So you mentioned making payments for 10 years. That is correct. You have to make payments. But what are the payments on? The payments are on a qualifying loan that is income-driven or some sort of income-based repayment program. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that you have to enroll in some kind of an income-based repayment program on your loans and only certain type of loans are going to qualify. So one trick that a lot of people do is if they have loans that don't necessarily qualify, you can consolidate loans to qualify. So as an example, some loans that don't qualify, if you've got a whole bunch of loans, which as an example you did, mm -hmm. in order to qualify for public service loan forgiveness, you would need to consolidate a whole bunch of them mm -hmm. and then start making payments on one consolidated loan instead of a whole bunch of different loans. But then I feel like there's such fine print when it comes to the loan forgiveness program that it's easy to overlook something. Yeah, no, it 100% is. If, and if you overlook one thing, then you're wiped out. And that's why I feel like it's gambling. If you yeah. follow it to AT and you know exactly what you're doing and you're good with this sort of thing, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. But for me, I think it was it was a gambling thing for me because I felt very confused through the whole thing. Yeah, so here's an example of where you may get confused and where you may get tripped up. So say you take your loans and you consolidate them and you've got this qualifying loan, you're working at a qualified employer. So in terms of qualified employers, any federal, state, local government, non-for-profit, 501c3, um, any non-profit and public services, typically like stuff like your military, public safety, school libraries, all those sort of general public services will qualify for public service loan forgiveness. Now, here's the awesome thing about this, Kate. Anyone working for that organization can qualify. So whether it is someone right at the bottom that is maybe, you know, as an example, working in the military and they are cleaning toilets or something like that, they will qualify just as much as the top-ranking general. You know, all those people qualify. And the whole idea is that anyone serving the organization is eligible. So whether it is people that are like straight out of school, whether it's top level management, everyone qualifies at work for that company or organization. Okay. So that's the first kind of thing. So you have to have a qualifying employment. Now what you need to do is you need to have your qualified loan and your qualified loan needs to be, um, you need to make basically all those payments. So it's payments for 10 years, it's 120 payments. Now here's the catch that a lot of people don't get. The payments that you have to make have to be based on the income-based repayment program. So as an example, say you've got a loan and they say to you, you have to pay $100 a month on the loan. Mm -hmm. If you try and get ahead by making payments of $150, that's not a qualifying payment because you didn't stick to the plan. Okay, that makes sense. So you, you basically just gave $50 away and you added another month onto your payment program by not making the correct payments. So long story short, to actually qualify for this, you need to follow the instructions to the T. Now, 
The nice thing about these 120 qualifying payments is they don't have to be consecutive. So say, for example, you maybe missed a month and it was not on time. That's okay. But make sure that you get back on track as soon as you can, and it's still going to count. Okay. Yeah. So that's essentially how public service loan forgiveness works. And the problem is, and why it gets such negative feedback, is people think that they qualify for it, but they don't because they don't follow the rules. People like, I hate to say it, me. Well, yeah. And the problem is that you had no idea as well. Like you think, oh, that sounds like a great plan. I want to be on it. I don't understand Mm -hmm. what's actually required. And it's a type of program that if you don't follow the rules exactly, you're not going to qualify. Yeah. And like, like say, for example, you now change your payment program like during the loan. That's going to mess you up as well. Right. So you phone FedLoan or whoever and you're like, hey, um, let's see what else you can work out that could potentially impact your public service loan eligibility. And not to put a spoiler on anything, but the people at the place where you're paying your student loan to are not the most helpful people. Well, Kate, like I think that they try to be helpful, but the problem is, is that what people say to them isn't necessarily the full truth. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day about this very topic and the profession in question was doctors. Mm-hmm. And... They were basically saying how doctors end up graduating. Now, bear in mind what I said about subsidized versus non-subsidized. Mm-hmm. Doctor will have unsubsidized and then when they start doing their residency and like all the long haul that they're getting qualified for, they're racking up interest on those loans. Right. If they were to enroll in public service loan forgiveness early on and throughout their residency make, be involved in the income-based repayment program, they could potentially knock like six years off their payments. And even though they're making payments during residency, by the time they end up qualifying, they've got four years left and then they're done. That's such a win. And that they'll literally forgive whatever amount of money you have left on the loans. Well, that is quite the sneaky way around it. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> and, but the problem is people don't understand this and they don't do their homework. Right. <laughs> well, it's confusing homework then when you don't, really understand any of it. Yeah, you're 100% right. It is confusing. And, you know, I think that one of the best things you can do is really do your homework. If you are thinking about public service loan forgiveness or you're busy doing it, make sure that what you're doing is qualified. And, you know, like it's not a set option unless you follow the rules. And you don't want to like wake up in 10 years time and think, well, I should qualify and notice that, oh, I had a loan that wasn't eligible. You know, yeah, like that will really be a sting. So going back to public loans as well versus private loans, private loans, on the other hand, typically you can't consolidate them into like the way you consolidate your federal loans. Okay. So obviously then those loans actually need to get paid back. You can't qualify for PSLF for those. The irony that I'm the one that had all the student loan debt, but you're the one that actually understands all of it (laughs) is actually quite incredible because I'm sitting here thinking like, wow, I wish I would have known all of this before. Yeah. And like your own student loan as well, like we could have taken the stance of we're going to try public service loan forgiveness. But the problem is because you had like changed up things too many times, it didn't make sense. And essentially your 10 year period would have started like when we started discussing your student loan. So instead of sort of doing that, we decided to knock it out because it wasn't a massive amount of money compared to like other loans. 
was only like what thirty eight thousand dollars. Right. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been like one hundred fifty thousand dollars as a as a teacher, which is not unrealistic. Mm -hmm. If you went to an out of state school and did your masters, Mm -hmm. you know, if it was more in that region, we'd probably have to look into options like this. But having done what we did, we focused on it. We knocked it out quickly, which was more beneficial for us. Yes. Well, the fact that I changed it up so often, as you say, is just proof that I was completely clueless in what I was doing. And I just felt at the time that if I talked to FedLoan and at the like in that conversation, the FedLoan person was like, okay, you're good to go. I was like, okay, well, I have dealt with this for now. And that will be a probably another problem for future Katie to figure out. Right. But yeah, like if, if someone had sat down with you and explained to you the process of how this all worked, like you could have literally, been in a different position. you would have been in public student loan forgiveness from a way earlier stage. Yeah. And you could essentially have been done in like, what, like three or four years from now. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not the route that you went. And I think most people don't go that route. And this is why basically no one actually ends up getting eligible to qualify for public student loan forgiveness. Because if you miss even just like one little thing, then you're disqualified. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people should really be doing is they should be doing their homework. They should be making sure that they're qualified. And if you're not sure, and if you don't understand it, you should reach out for help. There are tons of companies out there that offer advice on this kind of thing. And even your student loan provider, say maybe you have loans with FedLoan, if you were to phone them up and ask them how this works and ask them if you're eligible, they would be able to help you. Mm-hmm. For sure. Cool. So just before we go, if you guys haven't already, we'd love if you joined our debt destruction course. We are looking to give away the debt destruction course to five lucky people who want to hear your debt story. So head on over to chainofwealth.com slash debt course. We'd love if you joined and like we'd love to hear how much you have in your debt, like what your pain is, what your happiness is. Like tell us how you are planning to pay back your debt. And like, like we said earlier, like this course will be available for purchase later on. We're not going to make it super expensive. We want it to be affordable and we want to help you guys. Yeah. And it doesn't have to just be student loan debt just because that's where I suffered. It could be credit card debt, medical debt, any kind of debt. You just want to get out of it. Yeah, 100%. Kate, and you know, we've had people apply for this already and, you know, they are 60 years old and they're still in debt and they don't have money for retirement. You know, and people exist like that. And look, if you're someone listening to this and you are in that position, the worst thing you can do is adopt the ostrich technique, which (laughs) as as Kate likes to call it. Do not put your head in the dirt and pretend that everything is going to be okay. Look for help. There are resources out there. There are programs out there for you to sort of figure stuff out and help you get out of debt. So definitely jump on it. Just once again, it's chainofwealth.com slash death course yes we'll catch you guys next time on another episode of chain of wealth as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.